So my name is Rod. Uh, this is my wife, Lily, and my mom, Alfreda, and then Lily has our second name, Savea, and then Rowan just went downstairs. Um, so that's our family. I am an athletic wellness coordinator. That's what I do on the daily, but that's not who I am. Um, I'm from the country, so hang out with me for a second. I ain't going to be too long, but uh, I hang out with y'all and y'all hang out with me. How about it? Okay, great. Sounds great. Sounds great to me. Uh, I talked to Carrie, and I heard that y'all were going to be in the six affirmations uh, of the Covenant Church. And so I chose the one that I think that I rely on the most, and that is the conscious dependence of the Holy Spirit. And so that's where we'll be speaking. That's where I'll be speaking from today um, is the conscious dependence of the Holy Spirit. So I want to start off by saying that the Holy Spirit is God. We can all agree. Right. OK. Part of the Trinity. Right. Oh, sorry. I worked at Treehouse, so I'm used to teenagers. <laughs> the only way you can get teenagers to remember is interaction. So I'm used to interaction. I apologize if you used to like just hanging out. This won't be your kind of sermon. So but the Holy Spirit, part of the Trinity. Okay, there we go. Now we're rocking and rolling. That's right. We believe that the Holy Spirit is the presence of God that is on earth right now, that is doing the work of God on earth right now. Right? Okay, we got that out the way. So now we can go to John chapter 14, uh, verses 15 through 18. It's really where I'll be coming from for the majority of uh, this message. And where I'm from... My pastor would say, right now, there is a word, and then everybody would stand, but we ain't got to do all that. So there is a word that we'll be coming from, and it's John chapter 14, uh, verses 15 through 18. And it reads, if you love me, you will keep my commands, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. He is the spirit of truth. The, word is unable to, the world is unable to receive him because it doesn't see him or know him. But you do know him because he remains with you and will be, with, and be in you. And I will not leave you as orphans. I, I am coming to you. And that's where we're going to be for the majority of the message. And that is that the Spirit was given to us. The Spirit was given to us from Jesus. And so I don't know about y'all, but I grew up and it was called the Holy Ghost. That's what they called it. They called it the Holy Ghost. But as I got older, um, I started to see there was less dependence on the Holy Spirit. Like when we talk about the gospel, what is what everybody wants to share is Jesus Christ. Like that is the foundation of our belief system, of our religion, is Jesus Christ. And sometimes, or oftentimes, when I'm in Christian circles, because I'm not always there. Okay, I'm the only one that's not always there. I'm not always there, but sometimes when I'm in Christian circles, it seems that people forget that the Holy Spirit is what's active right now. Like, okay, if I share the gospel with you, it is impossible for me to share the gospel without sharing the Holy Spirit. Because what the word says, 
I'm not a theologian. But what the word says is that the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is the spirit that lives within us. So in order for me to share Jesus to you, I must then believe that the Holy Spirit is what's working and that the Holy Spirit will be what turns your heart from being hardened to softening to Jesus. So I want to say that Jesus is alive. Amen. Right. Jesus is alive. But the spirit is what's moving. So if we bring Jesus to somebody without the spirit, uh, can we get it? I don't. Can we get it? No. Yes. Possibly. Is there a possibility for us to receive Christ without the spirit? I don't think so, because Christ gave us the spirit so that we wouldn't be orphans. So let's take it a little bit further. Uh, I just changed jobs recently. I don't know about y'all, but I just changed jobs recently. And uh, sometimes when you are in the midst of shifting or changing or in the midst of making decisions, we call on Jesus. Have y'all ever done that? You just call on Jesus. Okay, let me take it a little bit further. Like when somebody disrespects you and you're about to go off and you be like, boy, you better be glad I got Jesus. <laughs> right? Yeah, I better be glad I'm Christian. Like you better be glad I got Christ in my life. That Christ changed me. Right? Yeah, anybody else do that? Okay. But what's, what's very interesting to me is that, yes, while we have Jesus, right, your belief and your faith in Christ is the reason why you won't go off on them. Really, it's the spirit of the Lord, right? The spirit of the Lord is what's convicting you, is what's transforming you, is what's changing who you are from the inside out, right? And so sometimes I feel like, and this may not be you, but I I was changing jobs. And so I was like, oh, you know, it's a pandemic. My wife don't have health insurance. So then if I leave good benefits, then we won't have health insurance. And then we got to try to find a place that has health insurance. And all the Christian health insurance companies are high. And so somebody else. OK, y'all understand. And so but then it's like, OK, now what am I to do? What should I be doing in this moment? In this moment, when I call on Jesus, like, Lord, what is the decision that I should be making for my family? Actually, who I'm talking to, what I'm referencing is the Holy Spirit, right? Because the Holy Spirit is what's going to communicate to the Father because of the death of Christ, but the Holy Spirit is what's going to communicate to the Father my desire. And then the Holy Spirit is then going to then lead me to the decision that God has planned for me. And so what should we do in a time where we're needing the direction and the uh, wisdom of God? We should be calling on who? Boy, we are learning today. The Holy Spirit, right? Because that's what's alive and active. The Holy Spirit is what's turning these things. The Holy Spirit is leading us with health. And the Holy Spirit is ultimately the one that is communicating to the Father for us because of the death of Christ in the resurrection. So it is not that Jesus isn't alive because Jesus is alive. 
And it is not that we don't believe in Jesus because we do, but it is the work and the activity of the Holy Spirit, which is why we can have these things. Okay, well, let's go a little bit further. And that is a lot of times um, we like to talk about the fruit of the spirit. Have anybody ever had a, a sermon that was preached on the fruit of the spirit? Folks always preaching on the fruit of the spirit, ain't it? Because it's good stuff, though. The fruit of the spirit is good stuff. Um, I do have one question. Once again, I talk to teenagers, so, you know. Uh, have you ever heard someone talk about the fruits of the spirit? Have you ever heard that? Okay, so now I could be wrong because I'm not a theologian. But when I read, it's a, the fruit, that's what it, that's singular. Okay, I didn't really pass English class that much because I'm from the country. My grammar is like whatever. I speak two languages, Ebonics and English, but y'all can look that up. But it says the fruit, which means if you have the spirit, it will produce all these things. Not just one of them, but sometimes like in that one time where I'm upset because I coach football and the guy's not doing what I told them to do. And then the spirit is on me. So then I have patience sometimes. But it's hard to operate in the spirit when you coaching a very violent sport. It's like spiritless, and then you have the spirit. Sometimes, though, not all the time. But let's go to the fruit of the spirit, which you can find in Galatians chapter 5. And it says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faith, gentleness, and self-control. And once again, I think what I am trying to um, share with you today is that these, what's happening here isn't separate from Christ because this is what Christ embodied. This is who Jesus is or was, right? This is who the man, God the man was. And it is saying to us that as Christ embodied these things, if we crucify ourselves, if we baptize ourselves in the Son, the Father, and the Holy Spirit, then when we crucify ourselves with Christ and then we resurrect with Christ, we also now have the ability, because of the Spirit, to embody what Christ is. And so how can we be more Christ-like? I hear that a lot of times in church around believers. Like, I just want to be more Christ-like. I'm trying to be very Christ-like to my neighbors. Yes, but the way that you be more Christ-like to your neighbors, the way that you show Christ more is to then fill yourself with the Spirit. Now, I don't know about you, but uh, do y'all know who Jonathan McReynolds is? Oh, my goodness. Oh, boy, he's such a great artist. Okay, listen. Jonathan McReynolds is a great gospel artist. He, like, crossover from, like, um... What Christian Christian music and gospel music? He like he's a crossover. You know what that is? Yeah. Okay. He's amazing. And there's this song that he has, and it's called "Make Room." And he said that I'll make room for two. 
right? That's what he said. And I always thought about that because sometimes, like, when you listen to Christian music or, like, gospel music, you got to fact check them with what the the Bible say. Can't be some good stuff, but it'd be like, really? That don't really work, but I'm going to sing it every Sunday, though, okay? It get me there. It get me there, but that's really not what the Bible say. And I was thinking about that, right? Because he said, I'll make room for two, right? So he's saying that he is allowing Christ to come into his life and to, and to make a place in his heart. But he also was saying that, like, he'll stay there. And I was like, well, if the spirit really moving inside of you, then you actually have to empty yourself. So, like, really, you should be making room for one. And you should be trying to get out the way. So all I'm saying is in order for the fruit of the spirit to actually be permeating out of your glands is you have to remove yourself. That the spirit of the Lord is always present. And the reason why you cannot feel the spirit or the reason why the spirit may not move in the way that it is wanting to and that that it desires to is because we're in the way. And a lot of times the reason why the spirit is overlooked is because we're in the way. We are trying to be Christ-like instead of allowing the spirit to be in us and sharing Christ to us. So then we are permeating and being able to share Christ to everyone else. Can I get an amen? Okay, we following. All right. And so as I continue to think about the spirit and, and how I wanted to make sure that I didn't come up here and like just be totally unbiblical because I'm trying to draw this point of like how important the spirit is. And then you'd be like, well, you disregard it. And I'm like, you're right, because the Bible did say that, too. You know what I'm saying? So with, without doing that, we have to we have to think about uh, in Acts and, and, I, and I really like this picture because, like I said, I'm from, I'm from the country, and so we don't have church. I don't experience church the way, like, I experienced growing up, like, four or five hours. But, um, <laughs> we have to become aware of the Spirit. And one of the ways that I felt or I understand now that when I was growing up, the, the elders of the church and the deacons and the motherboard, the way that they would become aware of the spirit is that they would tarry for a very, very long time, like pray for a very, very long time. And they would sing songs that repeated like the same phrase, like for a very very long time. And like when you're a kid, you're like, what? Like, is there another verse? But as I got older and I became really um, in depth and in really understanding the spirit, I started understanding what was so important about just sitting in that space and becoming aware. Because I don't know about y'all, but I'm busy all the time. And really, I be praying like in my car, 
Like, okay, 30 minutes, there we go. Appreciate you hollering at me. I holler at you when I go to sleep. It was a good conversation, right? Anybody else? Or you like pray right before your wife or your husband wake up and you're like, please don't wake up for another two minutes because I just need to pray right quick. And then you roll out of bed and then your day starts. Well, that just sometimes don't allow you to become aware of what the spirit is trying to tell you. It doesn't become the spirit doesn't you don't become aware of where the spirit is trying to lead you. And so what I really appreciate now that I didn't necessarily appreciate when I was a kid is that to become aware of the spirit, it might take some time. I might be in one place for a very, very long time. And it's okay that I'm in this place because what I'm searching for and what I'm looking for isn't Jesus because I'm already there. I've already committed myself to Jesus. I've already said that I believe in the Lord and he's my savior. So what I'm looking for is a word from God, but the power in the spirit of God to give me that word. And I'm saying that I will stay there until it comes. And that just reminds me of Acts when Jesus leaves them and he tells them to stay there and they don't leave. They ain't like, okay, shout it, but I'm gonna go run to Starbucks real quick and then come back. They ain't like, okay, I need to get to this two for 22 at Applebee's and then I'm going to slide back. They just stayed there. And really, they weren't like, okay, I'm going to watch the Ravens game because I'm not a Vikings fan. I'm going to watch the Ravens game. They was like, no, until the spirit of the Lord enters, I'm here. And I don't know for you how that makes you feel, but I know it's encouraging to me to understand there's going to be moments in my life where I have to wait on the spirit of the Lord to come to me for me to empty myself to make sure that the spirit of the Lord has given me what I need. Now, in closing, because we got to close. I want to read first Corinthians chapter 12. And once again, there's nothing new. We've all probably heard this. Okay, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, starting at verse 7. A demonstration of the Spirit is given to each person to produce what is beneficial. To one is given a message of wisdom through the Spirit, to another a message of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by, by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one spirit, to another the performing of miracles, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another different kinds of languages, to another interpretation of languages, especially um, speaking in tongues, right? Like we should be able to interpret that. But anyways, okay. If somebody's speaking in tongues, you should be, somebody should be interpreted. Amen? Okay. Did y'all? All right. So all I'm saying there is, like we've heard before, the spirit is giving. The spirit gives. Right. So the spirit was given to us when Christ left to not leave us, to not have us isolated, to be on our own, but to give us the same power that raised him. The spirit gives to us. And 
One thing that we have to do, which I already shared, is how do we discern what the Spirit has given us so that we can be beneficial to the world, to the work of God and what we're called for, and that is waiting. Another thing is we have to become uncomfortable with what the Spirit is giving us. See, a lot of times we want to, okay, sorry, I should speak in first person. A lot of times I want to be comfortable. I'm trying to chill. I didn't, I'm from the country. It's uncomfortable all the time. I didn't got my degree. I'm trying to live comfortably. So sometimes when the spirit is like, yo, I gave you this, what you doing? I'm like, bro, trying to live comfortable, dog. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, in order for the work of God to continue, well, he needs us. And I know that in our faith, we will say, well, God doesn't need me. God is almighty. God can use someone else. Okay, very true. But he has called you, or you've answered the call by saying, I believe that Jesus is my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You've answered that call. And since you've answered the call, well, now he needs you to work. I can't go sign my W-2 and then be like, hey, child, I'm good. Just send me my check every month. Appreciate that, dog. Yeah. Now I work for Amazon because I signed my W-2. No. You can't go in for an interview, get the job, and then be like, okay, bro, send me that check every week. Appreciate that. My address is 4649 Colfax Avenue South. Uh, so anybody want to send me something? You have to put in the work. You have to then become a part of the production. And what God has done is given us the spirit to allow us to become a part of the production. Once you answer the call, once you say, hey, man, I'm I'm in this thing. Let's go. Now you've signed your letter of intent because I'm a football coach and we're trying to go division one. Now you signed your letter of intent. And now it is time to put in the work. But you're not alone. You're not in it by yourself. You have the spirit. Once you empty yourself, you have the spirit of God, the power of God to do these things, to be beneficial to the almighty God, the one that sent his son to this earth to save us. He gives us the spirit, his spirit, to live within us, to give us each one of these gifts, because each of us has one of these things. When we receive the Holy Spirit. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I I thank you that we are not alone. God, I thank you that we're not in a family where there's a ton of individuals. God, that you have given us a family that you give us the image of a body so that we are all a part of the body, that all of our work matters. But in that body, there's one spirit and that we all gain our strength, our knowledge, and our wisdom, and our ability to heal, and our ability to interpret through that one spirit. So God, we just thank you that the Holy Spirit is with us, that the Holy Spirit is alive and active, 
God, I just pray that we accept and be more aware and conscious of the Holy Spirit, knowing that the Holy Spirit will ultimately give us everything that you desire for us. So, Lord, Holy Spirit, please come. And God, open our hearts and our minds to receiving your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen.